Hi guys, welcome to episode 27 of 343. Uh, it's a very compact panel that we have here today. I'm AF, joined by my co-hosts Mubin, Ahmed, and Jason Rani. Uh, you guys good? Shaking off that rust of the international duties, I take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, obviously not the... Not the excitement that we want, but it's the excitement that we have to put up for. A nice two-week break. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I know. It's obviously uh, good to be back and uh, um, looking forward to the, the games um, after a two-week break, like Jason said. Um, yeah, so we'll see what this weekend has in store for us. Yeah, but international football isn't a day. Yes, it's like I can't, I can't get into it's, it. It's so it, weird, right? Yeah, man, it's like it's these glorified friendlies, and we, we, we almost have this selfish ambition to it because we, we don't want all of the star guys to be playing because that's where they're picking up injuries. Like, yeah, yeah, like every every day I'm like checking up. Okay, Tiferan come out of international duty unscathed. Okay. How's Martinez looking? Like, I'm looking at all these oaks and I'm like, oh, like I, I really hope that they didn't pick up an injury or anything. And then uh, we see stuff that happened with, with England last night where Harry Maguire kept on messing up and I, I think the first two goals were his fault. And I'm like, yo, if one of them get injured, then this guy is going to end up starting again. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm ready for that, uh, for, for United to be with uh, a Harry Maguire starting in every game again. Just I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not used to I'm I'm not used to it now mm. anymore because of Varan and Martinez's partnership being so strong. So yeah, mm. uh, I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm sure it won't. But we also have uh, I read a, a, a headline where the Portuguese managers are ready to marshal Trafford and, and give uh, Tenag an ultimatum and tell him that Ronaldo's not worth. Uh, only 20 minutes a game and he's to be ready and, and sharp for the World Cup. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. that's also going to be super interesting, right? Because um, mm. I don't know if you if you guys watched any of the of the Portugal games during this international break. I didn't mm. really watch it, but I saw a lot of like the highlights and the clips and stuff like that. Diego Dalo looked on point. Oh, the guys mm. like just getting better every game. Bruno Fernandes looked good as well. And Ronaldo, like, he looks like he's coming back to his best, like, in terms mm. of fitness. It, he doesn't look off the pace or anything anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see what Eric Ten Hag does going forward, especially with Rash Rashford um, reaching full fitness again after his previous injury. So, yeah, it's, it's like, especially now with the Manchester derby coming up, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to look out for. Um, but yeah, today we are just going to be doing some previews for this weekend. There are two standout games this weekend. The first being the North London derby, uh, obviously Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspurs. And the second being the Manchester derby, Manchester United versus uh, Manchester City. Um, so let's start with the first one, the, the one on Saturday, which will be the North London derby. Spurs thrashed, uh, thrashed Leicester 
last time out, uh, that was what six two. Um, a few a few days before that, they were beaten by by Sporting in the Champions League. So, and Arsenal are also coming back to back wins. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, who goes into this game with more momentum, Jason? Yo, uh, firstly, before we get started on that, right, I think there was a few podcasts back where we spoke about how we need to get Granit Xhaka out of Arsenal, right? Now, I first want to issue a public apology to Granite. Obviously, Granite watches the show. Um, <laughs> I said that we have to sell you, and I'm actually wanting to stick my head in a hole and never come out because he has been our star performer. So that's just a quick disclaimer. Um Secondly, I think to to get to your question, I think it's it's interesting because I don't think there's been a start to a season where both North London teams have looked in the shape or I think have been performing to this level, if I could say. Uh, I think it's been a bit inconsistent. Maybe Spurs haven't been winning maybe as convincingly as, as Arsenal have. But at the end of the day, they sit, I think it's maybe one or two points off us. So... When I look at results, I, I don't really look at how the team played because at the end of the season, people's not going to look, oh, you know, there were about 16 games where Arsenal played really well and then they had also won. Like, if it's wins at, at the end of the day, then I think Spurs fans, Arsenal fans would just gladly take it, especially with the way that Liverpool and City have been doing it, you know. Um, I think it's almost cut down the middle, right? So Spurs have that upper hand of us because in our last fixture, they had actually beaten us 3-0 and that had picked us to, uh, well, they, they had obviously gotten fourth spot, got the Champions League. But I think Arsenal coming to this game with a decent record playing against Spurs at Emirates uh, of recent years. I'm not 100% certain on actual stats, but I think it's like maybe out of the last four or five, we, we haven't lost at Emirates. Um, there have been some really close games there have been some really exciting games and, yeah, I think it's it's evenly split and I think it's just dependent on which Arsenal team shows up. I think when we're at home, we, we're somewhat of a different beast, um, but it only happens when we start on the front foot and I think Spurs would obviously very much know that and they're going to come at us from the start. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just like thinking about how... How how will will Son be this weekend? Because mm. I mean, last game out, you got pinched. Uh, yeah. Guy came on, you could see he was visibly upset. Smashed in three goals, and yeah, I think that was just like insane um, managing man management from Antonio Conte. Mm. Like people will be like, "Oh, now but he benched him." Yeah, he knew that what he was doing. He knew what type of player um, Son is, and. I mean, he, he got the best out of him in that manner. So, uh, I, like, he's definitely starting the, the North London derby, yeah. but um, he might have that bit of fire in his belly now. Like, okay, don't yeah. ever bench me again. Uh, I'll show you what yeah. I can do. But I think it was something good from uh, Conde. You know, obviously, Son had had gone on a bit of a gold drought. Um, and we, we say this like we would be able to score and we want to give these these guys criticisms but they're playing at the highest level um and some days it, it will be harder so it's it's not to say that he wasn't involved in the goals because I think he had a few assists but I think Leicester come second off Leicester just like almost gave up and I think it was perfect to actually unleash somebody who's hungry to score with so so many gaps like literally 
they would just absorb and then play him on that counter. And I think that form went into the international break, where I think he got a few goals now as well. So it, it really is tricky because he, he comes into this game with a very good history against us. I think he and, he and Harry Kane, I mean, they had shown last season against almost any team. But I think if we look back, like statistically, those two are, I think, probably the, the only two guys that really score against Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've got Eric Kane who's also now suddenly got into some of the goals. Um, and they've got Son, who's always a threat. Um, so, yeah, yeah it looks good it, as well, eh? Yeah, but I don't know, man. I, he, he fully embodies the Spurs bottling nature for me. I I think that as, as good as he is, maybe in Everton, I think in Spurs, it's almost like a, like a mismatch, maybe a... A different profile to what they have and like what they've been going towards. Maybe I, I could obviously stand under correction. And I mean, what do I know? I'm, I'm sitting on a couch basically trying to manage this team. Um, so yeah, there's just that. That's my own personal opinion. Maybe because in our place for Spurs, I'll just automatically a team. I, I honestly don't know. It could just be that North London bias. But yeah, but I you, think Swanton definitely the two keen one. Yeah, like you you bring up a, a good point though because in Everton. It's almost as if he was their best player. The team was built mm -hmm. around him. Whereas now he's at Spurs and he's not the best player there anymore. He's yeah. just another quality player added to the ranks. So, yeah. um, like, people might expect him to do things that he did at Everton. But, I mean, there's so many other players that can contribute in the exact same way. I mean, even Perisic yeah. now as well. I mean, he's... He's come off the bench a couple of times. He's done things. He started the games. He's done things. So I think that's that's essentially what Antonio Conte wanted uh, to do. He wanted to get like a bunch of players that can all contribute instead of building around specific players and everybody has to pass the ball to him. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, Mubin, who do you think uh, will be the players to look out for in the North London derby? Yeah, um, it's obviously a quality spectacle as we're going to see. So uh, let's start with Arsenal. Um, I think uh, Jesus or slash Jesus, if you want to pronounce it, I think he's definitely one to look out for. Um, hit the ground running from uh, from the get-go, start of the season. And like um, Jason mentioned um we're actually seeing the the Switzerland Xhaka playing for Arsenal now. You know, when he was when he when he turns out for Switzerland, then he's just in a different caliber. And I think we we're seeing that at the at the beginning of the season now. Um, and uh, you know, there's um, consistency in his game. Um, and then obviously from uh, maybe Martinelli as well. I think he's maybe I wouldn't say faded off, but you know. Sort of people now forget hey, the guy he had a, a blistering start of the season, but I think he, he'd be a consistent uh, player for Arsenal um, in the season and, and definitely on, on Saturday in the derby. Um, and for Spurs, obviously, Harry Kane up front, um, and you can't write Son off. Um, you guys were, were speaking uh, about it earlier. Um, he's been very, very consistent and it's basically a drought he had for the first seven or eight games um, and then getting the attic. So I don't see him tapering down um, anytime soon. I think 
you know, you'll just uh, sort of get into his, your witty straps and, and continue from where you left off. Um, and then I, I really like the likes of Kulisevsky at, at Spurs. Um, goes about his job very quietly and, you know, week in, week out, he does something, uh, whether it be a goal or an assist. Um, he's, he's always, you know, involved in the game. So, you know, from an attacking perspective, I think those are the players on either on either team to look out for. No, sounds good. And uh, Jason, we... Sorry, just... Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 go, no, no, go ahead. No, I um, was just going to say... I think I was just going to talk about Saka as well. I mean, we we look at Martinelli and and Jesus with, with that Brazilian connection, and I think Saka had a, a equally slow start, but I think he's 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 almost coming to it now, isn't he? He's he's gotten into more positions where he can impact the game, and I think teams had started the season knowing what he could do, so they they were always defensively heavy on his side, which then gave Martinelli that freedom. But now because of Martinelli's exploits, they've now moved to the other side and it's allowed Saka to almost be free and actually just create a bit more. So, yeah, I think I'd, I'd also just like to add that in. Uh, I think, yeah, Mubin mentioned that Jesus Martinelli, it's, it's been a while since Arsenal had a good competitive front three um, that can actually push defenders back and actually give them something to think about. It's not just, okay, let's just leave two at the back, even if they have three, because they'll just make like those wrong decisions. I think there's, there's more of a clinical nature about us now at this moment in time. How do you think the so just uh, taking a step back again and going to, going back to the international break? Um, I saw that uh, Saka started a left wing back in in yesterday's game. So how do you think that affects his game? If if you think that it do, that it does affect his game in any way, it's it's obviously not what he expected, right? That that Italy game. I mean, when he last played left wing back, I think Unai Emre was still manager at uh, Arsenal, and that's that's where he actually broke into the team. So it's not like it was completely foreign to him. Um, I think one of his biggest attributes is his versatility. Um, in that we've seen him play left wing back, we've seen him play in a in a back four, we've seen him play left wing, we've seen him play left mid. He's, there was even a time where he was playing. I think it was holding midfielder or even number eight, you know, box to box. So I think one of the good things about him is that he's got that spatial awareness. He has that positional sense and it's just something good to have, you know, as as this young player coming through, he, he's got all this knowledge of what he should be doing in certain positions. So it's not like there's ever like a drop in quality. Maybe at an international level, him playing left wing back after not doing that for many games, maybe a year or so, it does prove a bit more challenging and he, he would get exposed like he did. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's, he's one of his strongest attributes would be his uh, versatility. So yeah, I think going in, he's, he's almost certain that he'll start at right wing and we'll sort out yeah. all of our defensive issues. So yeah, it should never cross his mind, I think, yeah. or let's yes. see that he should Especially be left wing back. Especially with, with the depth that you have now with Sinchenko and Kieran Tierney um, yeah. over in that in that spot. So he doesn't actually have to worry about ever playing there again. Yeah. Unless some freak injury happens to both of them. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I just want to mention um, on, on again in both France, four spurs in Arsenal. Um, I'm not saying this is going to be a, a season-defining game for both of these seasons, 
Um, but it is a it's a crucial game for either one of them to win. Um, yeah. Look, they I think Spurs is one one point off of Arsenal in, in third place, but um, I think if either team wins, it it sort of sends uh, a a clearer message to the rest of the, or not to the rest of the table, but at least to, to Arsenal, and, uh, to um, City and Liverpool, to say, listen, yeah. we are here, we are challenging the season. We're not we're not here just to, you know, grab a few points here and then see if we're going to qualify yeah. for top four. Um, I think both teams would want to go out and, and get three points um, just to send out a, a, a stronger message uh to to City and Arsenal, um, they are going into City and Liverpool. Um, you know to to let them know that they are here and and they're wanting to challenge for the title. hundred percent. Um, just gonna finish the segment off with your guys' predictions. So, Jason, it's your North Yo. London derby. North London now. derby. I'm thinking, whew, I'm gonna go with a three-one Arsenal. Um. Yeah, it seems very confident. I'm. I'm very nervous as I'm actually making this. Um, and I think I, <laughs> I've been burnt last season when I said we were actually going to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and beat them. But, um, yeah, I think maybe, maybe let me revise it. Maybe a two-one, two-one Arsenal. Don't don't be scared, man. If you wanted to say three-one, say three-one. Back your team. As uh, our our lovely friend Nikita would say, this is very squeaky bum time, you know. And <laughs> yeah, it is only Tuesday. Maybe ask me again on Thursday, and I'll, I'll maybe have something more confident to give you. <laughs> uh, Mubin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I seem to like uh, Spurs' style of play. So I'm gonna go two one Spurs. And uh, just to put the chair on top, I'm going to say Granachaka Red God. <laughs> uh, he Most likely. <laughs> spoke that into existence. Granit, don't, don't listen to him. Even if you're, even if you're yeah. watching this, please don't unsubscribe now. Don't unsubscribe. <laughs> don't be if, like, if, if you watch it, If you watch that documentary, I mean, like he... He's actually a, a cool guy. I mean, that, um, yeah. that moment in the, in, the, in the locker room when he, yeah. he said, like, yeah, if... Like, I didn't commit the foul. He's through on goal and he scores yeah. the goal. Yeah. At least that's where he prevented the goal from happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Granite, Jason loves you. Like, Love you. <laughs> uh, shifting over to Sunday afternoon is the Manchester derby. Uh, United still have some inconsistency. And, yeah, they, they, they look a much better unit than what they did at the starting of the season with those two losses. Um, but if you compare that to the opponents this week in City who are flying at the moment, uh, Mubin, how do you think this game will play out then? Who do you think are the the, the, the players to look forward to? Oh. <laughs> Squeaky bum time. <laughs> <laughs> That's early in the week. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting contest. Um I think um, in, well, Tenag will obviously have you'd want to prove a point, um, and I think uh, in in the not so recent past, I think we've we've done quite well, uh, not quite well, but we haven't 
seem to get beaten by City um, often, um, despite our our poor showing season in, season out. So uh, we have been a bit inconsistent this season, but it's been better, like you said. And look, I'm always optimistic when it comes to Manchester United. So uh, I think we're going to put up a, a good fight. Um, I think uh, the players, um, they know what what Tenag wants from them, what he wants out of out of the system that they're playing. Um, and look, uh, I think we're going to go in minute one. No, that's my honest opinion. Um, it's going to be a tight game, and that's why I'm saying it's going to be a one goal in it. Players to look out for, obviously, on, on City side is obviously Ireland, um, who has been, yeah, <laughs> I think the guy's going to break all sorts of records. Um, and he's, he's young, so he's got his whole sort of life ahead of him if he's going to stay in the Premier League. Um, and he, he just does some crazy things. Um, so he's definitely one to look out for. Um, I think Bernardo Silva as well. On City's team, um, talks of him leaving and then deciding he's staying, and he's he's putting in some good performances like he usually does. Um, which, and I think Stones is injured, if I'm not mistaken. I think I read an article today. I think he uh, got so injured last night. See, mm. Yeah. So interesting to see who falls in at the back if it's him just signing a kanji or you know they revert back to Laporte or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think Laporte is fit yet. So he's not fit. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. Um, I'm not sure if Walker's fit as well. So I'm not. I'm not sure. So I think again, Walker he, came on for Stones last night actually. So I think he he, he slot hmm. in there. Okay. So let's see what happens at the back. So look, there might be some frailty there for United to exploit if if Walker isn't hundred percent fit to start the game. Um. Uh, yeah, and then obviously on United's end, um, uh, Fernandez. Let's see if he can continue his form. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, Ronaldo sort of looking his old self again. So I'm not sure if he's going to get a start, but let's see. Um, he is a guy for the big occasion, um, and maybe he grabs the goal that I'm talking about. And then obviously you want to see Sancho putting in a good performance. And we want to see Varane and Martinez sort of solidify themselves at the back once again and, and show what they're capable of in a in a big game. Um, so, yeah. And let's maybe Casemiro as well. Let's see if he has an impact yeah. um, if he gets a start. I don't know. I, I just feel like there's so many factors to be taken into, to take into account on that uh, City team. Like, their front, their front line is, like, absolutely frightening. And... In my opinion, this will be Lissandro Martinez's first proper test um, because he's going up against Ireland, who's, like, as you mentioned, he's, he's been bodying players all day, every day um, since since he came to the league. So, yeah. like, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a huge test for the entire backline. But I think this game is going to be won and lost in the midfield, and that midfield battle is going to be very telling. I mean, United will probably start off with. Bruno, Eriksen and McTominay. And City will probably end up having Rodri at the base with Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva in, in front of him. 
and the potential is there for United for United to create chances, but the potential is also there for United to be run over, uh, because as as good as the as McDominay, Eriksen, and Bruno have been. Um, I don't think we've faced a team that can overrun them the way City can. And there's not not many defensive qualities in those three, that in that group of players, uh, in my opinion. Uh, McTominay, he's been good this season. He hasn't been great, as everybody has been like praising him. Um, there's He still gives a lot of position away. He still gets caught, caught in position uh, quite a bit. So I think that's those are all things that Pep Guardiola is going to be like, okay, let's target this guy. Because if we get past him, then then we're done. Because Bruno and Eriksen, they they are creative players. They they won't really get down and dirty to like ensure what what needs to happen. Not like a Casemiro or a Fred that will be able to like hack the player up and just stop stop your attacks going. Uh, so I think McTominay is going to be identified as a weak link in our midfield. But um, yeah, uh, after after Ireland, it's like we said, Bernardo Silva, he's the uh, I like the look of that Julian Alvarez. Uh, he's good as well. Uh, Riyad Mahrez, I mean, your the depth the depth is insane. And you're on this. Yeah, Bruyne. Bruyne. Yeah, no, like I, I I I mentioned him already. I'm just I, I'm just getting scared all over in my head again. Yeah. Over here. I'm just reading all these names out. So Jason, please stop me and start talking. No, it's fine. Look, it's it's definitely going to be interesting, and I do agree that that midfield battle will be interesting. I think when you when you go up against a team like City, it's that that lack of control that you almost go into the game knowing that you you won't have right. It's not having much possession. Only if you really go man to man and you press them, do they actually give up position? Pretty much. Um, are you guys there yet in the Tenag Rebel? I don't think so. But I do think having Ericsson in that midfield, and if maybe Casemiro starts, which I I really think he, he should be. Like, I mean, there's a guy that's won like 15 Champions Leagues in five years at uh, Real Madrid. He, st- he struggled to adapt to the Premier League so far, though. Yeah. But but the thing is, right, these, these, these guys don't need to be like, but, but, but. You you give him a few games and, and then he saw and that playing. that's why he's world class. If you keep giving him but by but then he he will struggle. <laughs> yeah. But this is somebody who has played on some of the biggest stages and you have Ericsson as well, who's such a good controller of that ball within that, that midfield, able to pick out a, a deep line pass, you know, something that maybe Fred could do. But he actually wasn't, and then something that uh, McTominay could possibly get to eventually. But he's he's not there right now. He does so it fifty meters that, away from his target at the moment. Yeah, so maybe that's good if you are playing rugby and he's maybe trying to find touch. Great, then he can go play for the the, the Scottish rugby team. But Springbok um, yeah. because I need a fly off now. Yeah, um, that that midfield battle is definitely going to be interesting and. I think it's just nullifying Kevin De Bruyne. If you can sort that out, and okay, I'm I'm saying that, and you you block one part, and then you have, like you said, Bernardo, you have Foden who would then drop in, you'd have Maris who'd also be able to pick a pass. But I think Ireland to De Bruyne, or actually De Bruyne to Ireland, has been very common this season. And it's because De Bruyne can 
not even look up, but just put the ball in an area and Haaland knows where he actually needs to be. So if you can sort of limit his sort of space that uh, De Bruyne will have, and then it will be more intricate, where I think you might be a bit more comfortable with, with Martinez, maybe Varane with, with these little balls through. I think maybe that's something they could handle. Um, I, I haven't watched enough Man United games. Neither have I watched many City games, but just from highlights, I, you, you know, it's, it's stuff that you almost pick up. Um, and yeah, I think this is almost set up to just leave that that same counter-attack that you guys had against Liverpool and then the same counter-attack that you showed in that second half against Arsenal. It's, yeah. it's literally just there. It's there for Rashford. It's there for Ronaldo even, who's not in the best of form, but put a ball in the box. I'm sure this, this guy would be able to finish. He's, he's also galvanised by the fixture itself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... I mean, going there isn't easy. Um, but I think in recent times, it hasn't been as bad. I think last season was maybe a 4-1 loss. But before that... I think you had beat them 2-0. And then before that, there were some good draws and even some, some other wins that I might be forgetting. But it's it's there for the taking. Um, it's just, yeah, builds up for a very good weekend of football. Just going back to, to your point about nullifying Kevin De Bruyne, I think that that's going to be quite huge from uh, Eric Ten Hag's perspective, like to basically prevent him from getting crosses into the box. Because if you can just like limit him to just passing around, even even going through uh, going for through balls, I think Eric Ten Hag mm. would want through balls over crosses into the box. Because the moment the ball goes into the box, uh, Lissandro Martinez is already shorter. Highland is going to target him, and Highland's positioning this season has been crazy, like top draw. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if Eric Ten if Eric Ten Hag is looking at that, he's probably thinking, make make De Bruyne pass. Don't make him cross. Because the moment he crosses, that can be a goal already. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it now. Sorry. Just as you're saying that De Bruyne is crossing, we were actually failing to mention the threat of Paul Cancelo and his outside right foot crosses, his left yeah, foot. Yeah, those are insane. That's becoming synonymous with him. So, yeah. And it's it's weird, right? Because I'm, I'm hopping on this point of, of marking De Bruyne, but I mean, Foden knows how to put in a good ball. Bernardo Silva, Rodri can also. So, yeah, it's it's really something else. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just the, the key element is just to make sure that they don't cross and maybe restrict them to shots, which I think maybe Daya can handle. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Predictions. Mubin, what are we going with? Mm-hmm. So does um, Mubin. Yeah. I said, yeah, earlier. Oh, yeah, said you said one your 1-0. One no. One not to United. Okay. Um, I do think the element of Haaland in the form that he's in, because I think he's also scored a few. I, I think he scored one in the previous game, and he has a game tonight. We'll probably get like two or three. Um, I'm thinking maybe a three-two, maybe something spicy to Man City. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think that United can play a system where they can get goals, and I think City have shown that it is. That they are susceptible to conceding some some silly goals. I think New uh, Newcastle, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they they definitely showed that. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely going to be goals in it. But I'm leaning towards Man City winning it. Yeah, I think I'm going for one-one draw. It's going to be okay. passive. It's it's not really going to be that hectic. I mean, it's at the Etihad, like the crowd won't make like any noise or anything like that. <laughs> Um, 
I realized yeah. I didn't give a prediction for the for the derby earlier. I think uh, the North London derby. I think um, going with a, a Arsenal two one as well. Uh, I think uh, Jesus and Saka gets on the score sheet and Son gets one for, for Spurs. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, the Manchester derby isn't really going to be that spicy, even though I, I, I really hope that I'm wrong. Um, it's going to be a 1-1. And yeah, we'll take it from there. But that is a wrap on today's episode of 343. Uh, just a reminder, once again, that if you are joining us for the very first time, then please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sportycast. Give this video a like, give this video a share, share it with everybody that you know, and hit the subscribe button below as well. Uh, thanks, Jason and Mubin, uh, for showing up. Appreciate it as always. Yes, I'm A4343 and I'll catch you guys next time.